All right. Um, back again. Still no fucking roommate with me. I'm not fucking making him up. He he exists. Um, I'm probably gonna end up doing two more alone, and then uh, we gotta do it. We gotta get the whole thing going with the with the mics, and you know I don't want to do it on the voice memos anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, this is the Falls Landing podcast. I guess I'll call this one negative two. And then once I get the roommate, I'll start counting up one, two, three. Um. Yeah, and it's the fucking weekend. I'm doing this on a on a weekend instead of on my drive home from work. Slept for like ten hours, just woke up. Thought I was gonna be off yesterday, maybe because we thought we might get rained out, but uh, it didn't fucking it didn't happen. The reason I thought I might get rained out. Um, is because the Weather Channel app said that there was a 100% chance of rain. <clears throat> you know, and then it didn't rain. You know what that means, right? They don't fucking, they don't know what 100% means. Like, just say 99. You can't say there's a 100% chance of something and then it doesn't happen. So fucking annoying, dude. All the night before I'm looking at it, it says 100% chance of rain. I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to get a day off. And then the next day it's like 100% chance of rain. And then the hour rolls around and it's like, that it just, it takes away the percentage. Or it'll say like 60% chance. I'm like, whoa, what happened to 100% chance, dude? The Weather Channel app doesn't mean, it doesn't mean what the fuck it's saying. Like, it's supposed to be science. There is a 100%, like the Lord, dude. There is a 100% chance it will rain. Never mind. The Weather Channel app is like someone who fucking owes somebody money and they've got, they've got to get the shit beat out of them. They're like, dude, you got my fucking money? Dude, I can get it for you tomorrow. I swear to God. I can get your money tomorrow. You're going to have all of it? Oh, I'm going to have it I'm gonna have it tomorrow, 100%. Bullshit. You're not getting that money, dude. <sighs> the Weather Channel app doesn't keep its fucking promises. You know, it's like the fucking dad who, who keeps telling his son he's going to take him somewhere, but he's too busy and shit. He doesn't do it. He doesn't show up for his kid, dude. The fucking <laughs> cats in the cradle in the weather app. The cats in the cradle in the weather app said it would rain, but that was bullsh crap. Oh, it's going to rain. Really? Yes, 100%. And then it fucking didn't. And then it fucking didn't. When I checked my app just the other day. Said it was gonna rain. I said no way. I said oh it's gonna rain 100%. But then it fucking didn't. It just fucking didn't. Nobody cares if it rains as much as me because it just it determines how my whole day is gonna go because I fucking thought I was bigger than the rules and fucked up and now I gotta deal with the Lord the whims of the Lord sometimes we're blowing leaves and we're we're trying to we're blowing them in one direction and a gust of wind just fucking blows us back 20 feet okay God is a jealous God God doesn't give a fuck dude And the cats in the cradle in the weather app. Fucking it down. And it's bullshit. And then in the third verse, I turn it around on the weather app. And I, uh, it fucking, my phone's sitting on the table. And the weather app sends a little notification like telling me that it's going to rain 100%. But I don't even see it because I'm outside checking the weather by myself. And the cats in the cradle in the weather app. Said it would rain, but it fucking didn't. Yeah. Um, but it's the weekend now. I'm trying to get more comfortable doing these fucking things. Uh, <clears throat> I'm really just thinking what I want to talk about, and uh, I, I guess I'll start with fucking the shit I was going to talk about last time, right before, right when it ended. Um, 
I was fucking going through Netflix. Because that's what everyone does. You basically fucking work all day and you go home and watch fucking Netflix. Like, that's what people are fucking doing. I, I really think that even people in power are doing that shit. Like, I feel like Justin Trudeau has seen Squid Game. You know? I know Kamala Harris has seen Veep. People, they're just fucking doing whatever they're doing. And then they go home and they pop the shoes off and they fucking zone out. Because everyone's tapping, dude. It's the quickening. Everyone's ready for that fucking slumber, dude. I know Justin Trudeau's seen Squid Game and I know he didn't question the hype. Like, you know he just saw it and was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's people like that. Like, to me, anytime anybody likes something, it totally makes me want to not like it, which is how everyone is. I don't think that's unique or special to me. That's how people are. Everyone comes up and is like, oh, this, oh, yeah, this. And you're just like, ah, you know, fuck off. Because you're, I don't know the thing you're talking about, so you being happy about it, it's just, it's just, it's just your joy rooted in nothing to me. I don't feel the thing you're feeling. So your your joy is just annoying to me. So something like Squid Game where everyone's fucking dick riding it, that's the type of shit I will, I'll lean back. I won't, I'll, I'll never watch it when everyone else is watching it and talking about it. And then, you know, in six months or whatever, I'll fucking watch it and it'll probably be, it'll probably be, you know, good. Tell I'm going to do Game of Thrones. I'll watch Game of Thrones someday. Now, no fucking way would I watch that with everyone. Can you believe they fucking... Not part of your shit, dude. Um, and you know, you know the answer to that. You know why people... Why the other person exists. The person who's like, hey, 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 who goes in and gets excited with the shit. That's because... Uh, you're lonely and you don't have an identity. And so you're just looking to participate in joy with people. To feel alive. Your happiness and your identity are rooted in nothing. So to experience joy, it has to be this like group orgy, you know, mass psychosis type of thing. That's mostly what I think sports are. Like sports fans. Um... And activism too. I'd say, I think that's mostly activism and mostly most of sports fans is that fucking I'm alive. I'm a part of something. You know, I mean, sports fans beat the shit out of each other and they're happy to do it. It might be unpleasant to be in the fight, but you know that they're happy to do it because the alternative is so much worse. The alternative of just like, oh my God, I'm just nothing floating through nothing and I'm not even enjoying it. Doesn't have to be that way. But uh, that's what denial gets you, I guess. Anyway, that's a good segue, denial. I wanted to talk about this last time. I'm going through Netflix. And I didn't even watch this movie, so maybe it's a good movie. But I just see the the window for it. Like like the little ad. Because Netflix will just start showing you the trailer. It's a Liam Neeson movie. And... It's got Lawrence Fishburne in it, who's Morpheus from The Matrix, and some other guy. It's playing Liam Neeson's brother. Um, I definitely just keep spitting, too. I keep and spitting. Uh, that's I just quit cigarettes like a year ago, so I, I think that's what that is. So I'll try and not do that. But also, you know, I don't give a fuck. Don't listen. Anyway, the preview for this movie is like Liam Neeson and Lawrence Fishburne are like meeting in some room and, uh, you know, Lawrence Fishburne's like, oh, you know about the mission? You know what we got to do? And Liam Neeson's like, yeah, no, we can do it. We can do the job. Da, 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 da. And he's kind of, and the other guy's his brother. He's like, this is my brother. He's been sick. I've had to take care of him. And, uh, you know, we can get it done. We can do the job. And, and uh, fucking... Lawrence Fishburne's like, are you sure? Are you sure he can do it? And now it becomes about the brother for some reason. So I don't know what this is. This is going to be some kind of heist thing or or what. 
or what it is. If or if they're going to have to kill someone, if it's a political, if it's a CIA, I don't know what the fuck it is. They're all kind of dressed down. I'm thinking this probably isn't a CIA thing, but there's some mission, and Lawrence Fishburne is like the you know he's going to decide if Liam Neeson and his brother are right for the job, and then the emphasis seems to go on to whether or not Liam Neeson's brother has the requisite talent to carry out this this uh, manly mission or whatever the fuck they're going to do. And Lawrence Fishburne kind of gives him that um, look like, are you sure he's good enough? Can he do it? And then it cuts to the next scene, which is a classic scene in man movies of the is he as good as you say he is scene. And it ju- it's a wide shot. They're all walking into the warehouse. There's like 10 more guys now. There's a bunch of extra guys gathering around. And Liam Neeson's brother kind of goes to the center of the warehouse and there's like some, I don't even know what the fuck it was, like a carburetor or something or like some kind of fucking piece of machinery. And, uh, you know, Lawrence Fishburne is like, all right, we're going to see if he's as good as you say he is. And Liam Neeson like just looks resolute and confident, kind of nods at his brother. His brother like nods, just gives a little curt nod and then uh, picks up like a fucking wrench and just starts unscrewing the shit out of some bolts. He's just unscrewing bolts. <laughs> and all the other guys are looking around impressed. They're watching him unscrew bolts and they're like, oh shit. And then Lawrence Fishburne gives it up. He looks at Liam Neeson and he gives him this look like, huh, you were right. And then Liam Neeson has this smug, self-satisfied look like, I'm always right. Do you realize how crazy this is? Do you realize how crazy this is? It's not, first of all, because in manly movies, it's always the the guy doing something impressive and then he gets the respect from the other man and then that's the guy who's going to get the bitch because he got the respect from the other man because he's performing the task at a higher level. But usually it's like Tom Cruise beating the shit out of 50 people at once or something or some act, which by the way, dude, Tom Cruise, man, you know, I like him because he's short. I'm short. I fuck with him. But it's like, God damn, dude. 50 people at one. I saw a movie where Tom Cruise, it's like, is this the representation we have of men? And Tom Cruise is just in a, he's in like a bar. A woman comes up to him and tries to seduce him. Okay. Doesn't happen. A woman comes up and tries to seduce him in like a real sultry, slutty way. And he, <laughs> he rejects her and he's being mean about it. And he's makes a bunch of like clever comments about how she's like a, a whore. And now, the hero isn't mean to women, but he's intentionally being mean because he's trying to get the guys who sent her over to come fuck with them because he's got to investigate those guys. So he's trying to piss her off to get the guys to come over and start a, and pick a fight with them. So he's saying the mean shit to women, but it it, it doesn't take away from his hearing this because he's not being mean to women. He's doing it as part of his plan. It's justified that he's doing it. And he hits her hard. I forget what he said. It was fucking hilarious. Then the guys come over. He takes them outside and kicks the shit out of like fucking 12 guys that are bigger than him. Okay. And I don't know. I know he's jumping out of planes and shit. But, you know, I feel like my stepdad could kick the shit out of Tom Cruise. You know, my stepdad, my stepdad played minor league baseball. He slapped the fucking Scientology out of that boy. Okay, I used to want to be an actor. I looked up shit about actors. I know Tom Cruise was going to be a priest before he became an actor. My stepdad will slap that motherfucker back into Christianity, dude. Right back to the fucking Lord's doorstep. But at least then, at least that was physical. And we idolized the physical strength and the sports heroes. Now it's just... It's it's just a guy screwing shit in. But it's not even just him screwing it in. That's not the impressive part. It's that Liam Neeson said this guy could screw it in that fast, and then he could. That's now become the the ideal heroic man. The guy, because men love being right about something being good, even if they're not doing the good thing. Even if the good thing isn't shit, and they're not even the ones doing it, the climax of the scene is when Lawrence Fishburne looks over at Liam Neeson and is like, you were right. He can't screw it in fast. And Liam Neeson's like, I was, I always know when I, when people can screw it in fast. Like what the fuck, dude? Who's watching these fucking movies? And Lawrence Fishburne. It, and you know what? I wasn't going to say this. It does have a racial component. I feel like that. I feel like that there is a racial component there because it's like, 
Liam Neeson's brother, Liam Neeson goes, he could screw it in faster than anybody. All the men in the warehouse doubt it and gather around. Whoever would gather around to watch someone working on a fucking carburetor or whatever the fuck it is. I don't even know what a carburetor is. But everyone gathers around, watches it, and he does screw it in fast. And then the black guy turns to Liam Neeson, the white guy, and was like, you were right. You were right about who can screw it in the fastest. And Liam Neeson was like, I'm always right about who can screw it in the fastest. This is how far we've fucking fallen. Like, this is just crazy. Black people giving their approval to white people has always been in movies. I mean, that's, I mean, even if you look at like, dude, if I start a YouTube page, I should just become a black dude reacting to white people shit. Like all those black dudes on YouTube that react to like white like Aerosmith and shit and they're like damn this is actually pretty tight I didn't expect to like it but I fuck with it and then white people just watching it just hard as shit like oh approval from black people there's dark reasons why that is but that is people want approval from black and and before it was more subtle like fucking like this fucking clip from Mystic River no 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 it wasn't more subtle it was more it was it was less uh, farcically insignificant. The thing that was of value was at least higher stakes, like a Mystic River. Here, what the stakes are is is like who is like who can get the bitch, and it's like whatever, physical strength, you know, having a way with women, men admiring those things. It's goofy, but at least it makes sense. Now we're down to screwing shit in. This is a scene from Mystic River, and by the way, you know. I'll watch Mystic River. I'll come home. I'm fucking tired. I turn on Netflix. I'll watch Mystic River. You know. I guess. Fucking it won an Oscar. And I watched it and it wasn't good. Uh, But I'll watch Mystic River. I don't like Sean Penn. I don't like his face. But I'll watch it. You know. I don't like Sean Penn. I googled his wife. He's had several. They've all been hot. More proof that bitches are goofy because Sean Penn's goofy. But I'll watch Mystic River. And I watch it. And right at the beginning, there's a scene with Kevin Bacon. And again, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne determined to help white people continue to be corny as fuck. This is this man's mission. He's doing kung fu with Keanu. Keanu Reeves, you can do it, man. You can do it, Keanu Reeves. Fucking, oh, wow, Liam Neeson. He really screwed that in fast. And now here he is with Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, by the way, your name... Sounds too much like eggs and bacon. Doesn't it? Hey, Kevin Bacon's fucking parents. Your last name's Bacon. Why don't you stay away from the eh syllable, you know? What if they just fucking... Called him Greg. I'm Greg Bacon. Hi, I'm Evan Bacon. (laughs) I'm Evan Bacon. McMuffin. This is my fucking... This is my girlfriend, May. What's her last name? Pull syrup. How much did Kevin Bacon get picked on in middle school for having red hair and a name that sounds like a fucking classic American breakfast? But he's come a long way. And now he's in this scene with Lawrence Fishburne. And they're on a bridge. <clears throat> And I want to fucking play the... I fucking... This is so low budget production. I hope that this... If this sounds shitty, I'll just take it out and not fucking do this. But I'm going to play this clip. And hopefully you can hear it through the fucking recording. Alright. Here it is. Mystic River. Kevin Bacon. Lawrence Fishburne on a cliff. Or, I mean, on a bridge. Already, right here in this frame, Kevin Bacon's looking out into the city pensively. It seems like they made his hair darker than it is. And then Lawrence Fishburne's walking toward him. Lawrence Fishburne's wearing sunglasses. All right, here we go. What you looking at? The old neighborhood. We're all done over there, Sean, but I can stick around if you need anything. Oh, no, I think we're good, thanks. Um... A few of us are going to the Cantab after. Negative 20, we can't. No, I don't think so, Jen. Thanks. Thanks, anyway. All right, I'm going to pause halfway through. Here's what's happened so far. Kevin Bacon's 
looking off of a bridge into the distance. Lawrence Fishburne, a black dude, comes up and says, hey, what you looking at? Right there, that's racial as shit and that's never happened. No fucking black dude has just come up to a white dude who's looking off into the distance with darker hair than his actual ginger red hair that he usually has and just come up to that dude and been like, hey, uh, what are you looking at? And then Kevin Bacon just goes, oh, the neighborhood. The fuck are you talking about, dude? You're standing over a river. And then a woman walks up and asks him to hang out. And by the way, they're at a fucking crime scene murder car thing that happened on a bridge. A woman in full-blown cop outfit walks up and asks him if he wants to hang out. Okay? That's what's happened so far. Kevin Bacon's looking heroically off in a distance. He gets validated by a black dude and then asked out by a woman. It's been 10 seconds and he's got red hair and his name sounds like Eggs and Bacon. And this is this is Mr. Grover. This won an Oscar, okay? Continuing. This That was half of it. Here's the rest of it. I hope you can fucking hear this. So the wife left you, what, six months ago? So? So Jenny Coggle then with the body and the voice and the cuffs... This girl, she makes gay guys rethink their orientation. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oops. He said, this girl, Lawrence Fishburne is talking up the girl to Kevin Bacon, who, of course, seems totally disinterested in pussy, like the hero always does, right? Uh, And Lawrence Fishburne's like, come on, dude, she's so hot. She She makes gay guys rethink their sexuality. Man, dude, shit's changed. When did this come out? Couldn't say that now, you know? times have changed and like all the that's so not something you could say now there'd just be articles like why mystic river missed the point you know and this was like fucking 10 years ago shit just changed so fast um okay and here's really the part i hope you can hear this the girl just wants to bed you she don't want to wed you you don't even blink she wants to worship at the temple of Sean Devine. I'm married, lady. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Lawrence Fishburne says to Kevin Bacon, Oh, she just wants to bed you. She don't want to wed you. She just wants to worship at the temple of eggs and bacon, dude. Black dudes never try and help white dudes get pussy. I know this. I'm friends with black guys. They don't help you get pussy. They don't care if you do or not. This shit's insane, dude. And Kevin Bacon, of course, is like, oh, no, I I got the upper hand in the situation. This is a shit. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. Don't, because don't make black people act in movies how they don't act in real life because of something, because of, like, you're selling a certain image of a white person, you know? You don't got to do that. just fall but but even this it was, was this is my main point even this even though it's fucked up the idea of the hero is kevin bacon the he gets approval from the black guy and he's fucking you know the girls like him but he doesn't even give in to the temptation he's got a darkness his hair is darker than it actually is because it's red and his name is eggs and bacon and like so everything it's like at least the things that are being valued are like women and being respected by other men and it's like all that makes sense now we get to liam neeson and his brother and here comes lawrence fishburne again serial offender with this shit and now it's about fucking who can screw shit in the fastest okay it's insane who would ever give a fuck about that People have just fallen so far. Like we we don't even know what the fuck to what the fuck to care about. It's so it it's so hard to remove this for me to like remove it from a racial sense. And I know I'm not supposed I know I shouldn't talk about like racial shit or whatever. But when I talk about it, I'm not fucking I'm not on some like white savior shit. I'm not trying to like fucking defend black people I'm trying to save white people dude from the corniness bro I mean this is fucking brutal man this is why I left college I was like mom I ca-, well actually I got kicked out of college but pretend I dropped out I was like mom uh, I, got, I can't go to 
college anymore. I got to leave. Like, because Einstein, he didn't go to school. He figured all his shit out. He went rogue and figured it out just at home doing his own thing. I'm like, mom, I'm leaving school. I got to go. I got And she's like, why, why are you leaving school? I'm like, oh, you know how uh, I was watching Fox News and Tucker Carlson was like, yes, Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. It was a moral taint. Okay. I got to go figure that out, dude. I can't go to, I can't go to fucking, I can't go to fucking, uh, math class. I got to figure out, mom, Tucker Carlson just said moral taint. Was he talking about the fucking, um, Pope taking a shit? Was he talking about the Pope getting a colonoscopy? No, he was talking about slavery in America. You know, I got to get to the bottom of this, dude. I mean, what the fuck is up? I can't be going to school when this is happening. I gotta, they, cause they, 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 you know. It's like when LeBron left teams. That was me. I'm telling my, like, they're like, where are you gonna play next year? I'm like, after careful consideration, I've chosen to take my talents to, uh, you know how when Colin Kaepernick did the thing and then had the Nike sponsorship and then a bunch of white people were like burning their Nikes and throwing their Nike socks in the fire pit? Yeah, I gotta go figure out what the fuck that's about. You know, because that's weird. What's going on? I'm not scared to talk about it. A lot of people don't want to talk about racial shit. Even even black people, a lot of a lot of black people don't want to talk like because people just want to get on with their lives because it's really like a like a dark constricting. It's just a nasty part of history and the way things are now. But unfortunately, it, you're gonna have to talk about it. You can't just not talk about it because. Clearly now it's something that's being used to divide people and reinforce the status quo, dude. Bars, bro. Isn't it? True or false? Race is used, among other things, to divide people and reinforce the status quo. Is that true or is that false? This is like the fucking kids show where like fucking Dora the Explorer is like, find the red flower. And she's just looking at the camera and the, there's like a bunch of shit behind it. It's like a fucking green bucket and like a fucking map and then like a red flower. And she's like, click on the red flower. I'm just like, um, I'm looking at the camera and I'm like, uh, do you think race is used to divide people and reinforce the status quo? And then behind me on the screen, there's just like a fucking pallet of bricks at a protest. <laughs> I'm just blinking. Do you think race is used to divide people and reinforce the status quo? There's a pallet of bricks at a protest. Then Donald Trump's giving a speech and the fucking there's a fucking J.P. Morgan banker with a fucking Black Lives Matter shirt on. I'm just blinking. Click on the clue. You can click on any three of them and there's a bunch more, you know. But there's all these fucking white people that's like. I don't know, what should I, should I, I don't want to, should I, I don't know what my role, should I, should I? It's like, you're a fucking fake, front-running, fucking fashion white person, okay? There were white people dying in the fucking civil rights movement, you know? This, this whole new way of doing shit is total bullshit. You know what it is, man? Because you know what the big lie is, bro? Is that, like... This is only black people's problem. And everything's going great for white people, but sh- black people are getting fucked. And, and things are going worse for black people than white people. That's statistically proven. You can it's, it's manifest in all kinds of statistics. Uh-oh, this one's not funny. This podcast isn't as funny as the other ones. I don't give a fuck. But the problem is everybody's problem. And that's what this fucking new type of white people shit is, it's like, oh, well, that's their problem and we just shouldn't say anything until someone asks us and then we just try and say whatever to say to not get in trouble. It's total bullshit, dude. White people need to fucking talk about race. Race has always been about white people. Wasn't the start of race like the empire is going around and the empire is oppressing its own people, which were white, and then it's going around fucking up other people in the world that were not white And then so it's made race so that the white people identify with it instead of the other people that they're going around fucking up so that those motherfuckers never team up. Isn't that what it was?
And now it's just like they're acting like if for if things get better for black people, then then that's going to be that's going to make white people lose something like that's going to make it worse for white people or like white people got to come a step down for black people to have what's right. And it's like that's a total fucking psyop. It truly is. You know, I don't have any fucking property or like status or anything. So it's easy to dismiss me. But this is the fucking truth, man. Like that's a total fucking lie. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. said, let me pull this fucking quote up. He fucking said that the fucking our destinies are tied together. This is why people are going to lose. Because as I'm opening up the Martin Luther King Jr. quote, I got an X out of the other window page I was on, which was fucking pornography. Okay? We're going to lose. Yeah, what does he say? He says, uh... Fucking... Our destinies are tied together... The black man must recognize that his destiny is tied up with the destiny of the white man. And the white man must recognize that his destiny is tied up with the destiny of the black man. You know, he's not, that's not some feel good shit. He's not saying that like on some kumbaya shit. It's more like, oh fuck, we're fucking tied into this shit. And you know the reason, right? It's because the whole reason why the situation of black people in America happened was because white people weren't dealing with their shit. And so now, and the consequence of white people not dealing with their shit is going to be like the, like a fucking World War Three and everything going to shit. You, I mean, white people got to fucking blow the world up button, right? And the whole race thing happened because of shadow projection. And a denial of the self. And and white people identifying with the power structure instead of, I don't know, their own individuality or what's best for them. That's why the fucking Colin Kaepernick white people got so mad about that shit because it's like, you know, he's insulting the flag and the football game and the whole thing. And it's like they identify with all that shit. So they take it as like a personal fucking... Criticism. Dude, there's a clip of fucking Malcolm X is like on the news and he's talking, he's like doing his whole thing, talking to some like white interviewer and he gives him the whole spiel about, you know, all the shit that black people are dealing with and how it's got to change and this and that. And uh, the interviewer's like, um, okay, okay, but I just want to ask you. Are you mad at all white people or just some white people? And the look on Malcolm X's face was fucking priceless. He looked genuinely surprised. He kind of like smiled for a second. He was like, what the fuck? Can you imagine that dude just fighting this like terrible uphill battle? And you're like, just it's like the ultimate hero's journey and you're fighting this fucking dragon. And then the dragon just turns to you and is like, you think I'm ugly? It's fucking crazy. Our fates are intertwined because the things happening to black people are symptoms of a core problem that is at the root of America. And if that core problem isn't addressed, then things won't things will get worse for black people and white people and eventually, you know, be total totally bad for everybody. Well, what's the core problem? It's it's got to be just fucking like Jungian denial of the self, because modern civilization like casts out this the relationship to the transcendent, and the absence of that relationship to the transcendent. Um, leads to a situation where people engage in destructive patterns of behavior. Uh, also, 
there's like competing views of, of what the human being is. And there's like the mechanistic view that people are basically just animals and that you can, and that's the fucking money and power game. That's the money and power game of like, basically every, there's, it's nothing means anything. There is no God and people have no value. They're just like mechanistic, like animals. And, you know, you can do whatever you want because you're just trying to get money and power. But then there's the other view that does have some echoes of the relationship to the transcendent where it's like the human being has a divine spark because whatever the whatever the entity that created the universe was did so out of will because it's like a causer that isn't caused so it can only act on will and so it like it became life and all these other things and then human beings have we're different from the other parts of life because we're developed to the point of having an awareness and a will that is like similar to that like pure being or will but the money power game is just like fuck all that shit but it's all whatever I'm just sick of the corniness but I saw something the other day. Oh, you know, let me read this fucking... Let me go get this fucking book. This is a passage from The Invisible Man. See, multimedia analysis. I do multimedia analysis. I analyze I'm analyze Mystic River clips. I analyze the Malcolm X clip if I had it. I couldn't find it. And... This is a, an excerpt from uh, The Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. Okay? This is about fucking shadow projection and race performance. Okay? Let's take a look at this. This is right at the beginning of the book. The unnamed narrator is telling us about something that's happened to him. One night I accidentally bumped into a man and perhaps because of the near darkness he saw me and called me an insulting name. I sprang at him, seized his coat lapels and demanded that he apologize. He was a tall blonde man and as my face came close to his he looked insolently out of his blue eyes and cursed me. His breath hot in my face as he struggled. I pulled his chin down sharp upon the crown of my head, butting him as I had seen the West Indians do, and I felt his flesh tear and the blood gush out, and I yelled, apologize, apologize. But he continued to curse and struggle, and I butted him again and again until he went down heavily on his knees, profusely bleeding. I kicked him repeatedly in a frenzy because he still uttered insults through his li- though his lips were frothy with blood. Oh, yes, I kicked him. And in my outrage, I got out my knife and prepared to slit his throat, right there beneath the lamplight in the deserted street, holding him in the collar with one hand and opening the knife with my teeth, when it occurred to me that the man had not seen me. Actually, that he, as far as he knew, was in the midst of a walking nightmare. And I stopped the blade, slicing the air as I pushed him away, letting him fall back to the street. I stared at him hard as the lights of a car stabbed through the darkness. He lay there, moaning on the asphalt, a man almost killed by a phantom. It unnerved me. I was both disgusted and ashamed. I was like a drunken man myself, wavering about on weakened legs. Then I was amused. Something in this man's thick head had sprung out and beaten him within an inch of his life. I began to laugh at this crazy discovery. Would he have awakened at the point of death? Would death himself have freed him for wakeful living? But I didn't linger. I ran away into the dark, laughing so hard I feared I might rupture myself. The next day I saw his picture in the Daily News, beneath a caption stating that he had been mugged. Poor fool, poor blind fool, I thought with sincere compassion, mugged by an invisible man. Okay, bars! Shit was hard as fuck, alright? But that's shadow projection, okay? Because... The, una- the narrator doesn't even have a name. He's a black guy, but he's saying he's an invisible man because nobody sees him. Nobody sees him as the individual because there's this race performance thing that's over everything. And so all they see is a black dude and whatever that carries with their with in their minds, which is going to be bad because it's a shadow projection. You don't want to deal with your own negative side. So you project it onto an other an outer. In this case, uh, the black people and so he's saying he's like an invisible man nobody sees him 
So he's projecting all this, the white guy is projecting all this shadow shit onto the black dude. And then that, uh, that along with all the sociopolitical stuff leads to this situation where by the time the invisible man is crossing paths with this specific blonde dude, the dude insults him and he just fucking snaps. Cause he's been like, life has been so fucking hard on him. He just fucking snaps. He can't take another fucking insult. And he's like, beats the shit out of the white guy and he's about to kill him. But it was the shadow projection of this white guy and other white people that drove him to this point. So it's like, he's saying like a figment of this white dude's imagination was projected into reality out of his brain and popped up right next to him and now beat him within an inch of his life. Okay, so white people have to talk about race, man, because it has to do with it's 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 really like a trick that was used on white people. And that's fucking real, dude. I don't give a fuck. That's why it's it's it. But white people are more worried about black people fucking protesting than the fact that. Literally all the institutions of Western civilization have been fucking hijacked by people who want to take away your freedoms. Damn, dude. This one really is not funny like the other ones were funny. I'll do other ones that are funny. But, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do different shit on different days. My fucking hilarious roommate, the funniest man on the planet, some he was fucking getting high and going to work. And I was like, dude, you look high. And he's like, different people look different on different days. You know, different people look different on different days. Different people do different shit on different days, okay? Let's fucking roll with it. I don't see how people can't see why they're being like this weird vibe about all this shit is is counterproductive. I don't see how people can't see that. Like people are like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I should, I don't know what my role is. Should I even be marching? Should I even be there at the march? It's like, I don't know. Do you fucking believe in it or do you not? Are you trying to rectify an injustice and and make things right in your country? Or are you playing some strange, abstracted, new version of the race performance game? I think it's the second one, right? Total fucking bullshit, man. But the shadow, on a lighter note, the shadow projection, that's part of why black people, everything they do is cooler than white people. It's two things, really. It's because white people project all their shadow, at least in the past. It's less so now because now there's a lot of white people who they're not really playing the game. Like they don't really want to be, they don't want to be white or think about being white. They don't identify with America or any of that shit. They're just off like playing video games or smoking weed or like trying to get pussy or whatever. But they don't like identify with the thing. But the white people who still identify with the shit, that's like the white people doing the Colin Kaepernick shit. Um... So, yeah, one level, the one reason why the shit black people do is cooler is because, like, if you're a white person playing the uh, white-black game, then you're in denial. You got to, like, deny a bunch of shit because you're, you're only identifying with the positive parts of, of something that has a darker side to it. And you're denying that darker side. And then that shit's being projected. And so the shadow is always cooler than the thing, like, you know, because the shadow's like, it's like dangerous and cool and edgy and all this stuff. Um, I mean, also, it seems like a lot of white people just have higher pitched voices. Is that racist? I've always felt that way. Like just white people's voices are just like pit- pitched up or something. I don't know. Um... I thought about Googling it one time, but I was like, you know, I don't even want to fucking, I don't even want that in my fucking browsing history. But it's hard to talk about this shit. Because really to, to make things right between white people and black people, you would have to acknowledge the fact that everyone's getting fucked over by these people and these and these these types of philosophies that take over these institutions you know you'd have to go to the root of the whole thing and nobody wants to do that people don't want people just call it conspiracy shit when you talk about like you know the philosophy of like empire or people using institutions to like weird power over people and 
people will talk about it in a vague sense and people will talk about, oh, white people this and white people that. But it's like, how about the Federal Reserve? Nobody wants to talk about that shit. People are like, do you like anytime you bring up conspiracy shit, people are like, oh, you, you think that many people could keep a secret? People, everyone's just goofy and incompetent like me and my fucking fat husband. You think people could keep like, yeah, people can keep a secret, bro. <laughs> you know? Well, surely someone would have come forward and said something. JFK's giving a speech. He's like, there's a secret world government is trying to take y'all free. <laughs> Blasted. You ever heard of Smedley Butler? He's like, well, they came to me. They tried to get me out. You know, it's like people come out, man, and say shit. Eisenhower is like, hey, you better. The military industrial complex. They're fucking doing their own thing. Okay. People tell you. People just don't listen. Um, but mainly I'm concerned about the corniness of white people because it's something I, um, I feel like I basically have escaped it, you know, I've always felt that way. My papa wasn't corny, but it's a fucking, that's just, just out of, it's just trapped, dude. Listen. And it's going to end up affecting black people because black people can make like anything cool. But like I've been seeing black people with like fanny packs with the fucking Nike logo on the fanny pack, dude. Uh Uh-oh. You're flying too close to the sun with that shit, dude, because that's some white people shit. That's like some fucking white people at Cedar Point with the fanny pack or white people in the 80s with fanny packs. And you're going to try and fucking... One day make something, some white people shit cool and you're going to get sucked into the corniness. The the white people's corniness is off the fucking charts, dude. I mean, think about like the 50s and 60s and shit. People just listening to Buddy Holly. You can't drink at the drinking fountain. Buddy Holly. Just fucking, and uh, next to that Sullivan show is uh, Bunny Holly and the Crickets performing their new single, Back of the Bus. <laughs> it's just so weird because it was like Norma Rockwell. No one was having premarital sex. No one was smoking weed. But everyone's souls were just imperiled by this like awful fucking way of thinking. Coming next to the Ed Sullivan Show uh, with their, it's a jolly little ditty they have, their new single. It's called, uh, We Have the Right to Refuse Service to Anybody, Buddy Holly and the Crickets, ladies and gentlemen. Performing their new single, Stop Resisting. It's Buddy Holly and the Crickets, everybody. Just fucking. Call Pro. <laughs> Buddy Holly and the Crickets. No, uh, Denny. Call Pro. How funny would it be if when they were coming up with COINTELPRO, a white guy was like, we'll call it the counterintelligence program. And then some black dude in the corner was like, oh, yeah, or you could call it like uh, um, COINTELPRO. And the white guy's like, god damn, that's good. Gee, oh, that's got a ring to it. They come up with good shit. I'll give them that. It's just a mess, bro. I'm sick of everyone getting played against each other while... Rich people fuck everyone over. That's really what it is. And I don't mean rich people like rich people I went to school with that are just like upper middle class, have advantages. I'm not even pissed at those people, man. Because a lot of those people fall subject to the corniness. I, dude, I, I, I like having my composure, okay? Because I'm fucking cool. I want, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't want to be Mark Zuckerberg, dude. Mark Zuckerberg can't talk to bitches. Are you kidding me? Bill Gates? I would never trade spots with Bill Gates, Okay? Bill Gates has no fucking jaw structure. And if you don't have, if you're listening to this and you don't got any jaw structure, that's not even really what it is. It's about fucking, it's about values. I got this other clip I want to show. This is the key. This is an unexpected, even in the darkest of times, there's potential for good. I wanted to show this fucking clip. Now this is, people focus on the wrong shit. This shit should have been on the fucking news. People are always taking like, you know, this this clip and that clip. And everyone just focuses on the next thing. Whatever the next thing that pops up in the news feed. Even like comedians and shit and people that are making fun of the shit. They just go and it's like, oh, look, that's crazy. This happened. It's like, dude, here's a hint. It's going to keep being crazy. 
You're not going to run out of crazy. Oh, here's a clip. Joe Biden's uh, fucking Anderson Cooper is asking Joe Biden a question. And uh, Joe Biden's standing there with both his fists out like he's playing fucking Jeopardy with both hands. It shit's crazy. He's clearly not with it mentally, but nobody cares. And you know why? Because people know. It was like this with George Bush, who couldn't complete a fucking sentence. People know that those people in there, they can be goofy and they cannot be able to talk or carry themselves or make good decisions because you know deep down that the people who are really running shit are very much with it. They're very much with it. And in your mind, you think shit's going to be fucked up, but at least it will be stable. It won't, things won't go crazy. This shit's corrupt. We're getting got over on, but it's not going to be crazy. But it is going to be crazy because it's not sustainable. Having a fucking currency based on debt is not sustainable. All these problems, like, how, how is shit going to get better for black people economically when it can't even happen for white people? Like, say that all this, because there's statistical differences, everything that negatively affects people is affecting black people worse. That's like all statistics. It's all there. But even if you even if you took that discrepancy away and black people were reflected in the statistics in the exact same way white people were, you would still have a bunch of terrible shit happening to people and a bunch of people not making it and a bunch of people stuck at zero, even if black people have what white people have. So people just want to talk about the differences and the identities and all this shit and people don't want to talk about the actual thing, the way it's happening. But again, I'm worried about the corniness. I don't care. I don't want any problems. Um, but I fucking saw this and it gave me hope. Here we go. Let me play this fucking clip. Oh, I'm not connected to the internet. God damn it. Hold on. This is too important. Let me connect. Okay. I think I got it. This shit's super important. This might be the key to everything. All right, here we go. This is... Now, bear with me. This is at some music award, the BET Awards, okay? This is Saweetie and Jack Harlow. This is the interaction between the music artist Jack Harlow and Saweetie. All right, now let's let's take a listen. Saweetie, how it feel doing numbers? Hey. So there's Sweetie. She looks fucking hot as fuck. Okay? And then Jack Harlow just comes right up behind her. The interview is trying to talk to Sweetie. Jack Harlow's walking by. He comes right up behind her. Hi, Sweetie. Hi. Jack. I know. Good to see you. I just want to interrupt. I just want to say hi to everybody. How you doing? Know? You don't like getting caught off guard? Why are you shaking? Emma? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nobody's shit. shaking. Nobody's oh. Shaking. Jack's definitely. Did you catch that? Did you catch what happened? So he comes up to Sweetie. She's beautiful, talented, rich, smart, right? He comes up to her. He says hi. And then they are saying things that, to each other that we can't really hear. But it seems like she's fucking sizing him up. She's fucking... He, he kind of approached her. And that's like a bold move. Because this is a fucking high-ranking woman. And they're on TV... And it's at an awards thing and everyone's all dressed up. And he kind of stepped right now. That's a bold move. High value bitches. When you make a bold move on them, they will bitch test you to make sure you're not fucking with their time. Okay? And the universe does... That's that's not women as an individual doing that to you. That's the universe. That's why getting rejected hurts so much. Because it's not an individual person rejecting you. It's the whole biological process of women throughout evolution which is really just a, a mechanism for life existing in the universe, working through this individual woman, saying, no, it's the universe being like, nah, not good enough. That's why that's why it hurts the way it fucking hurts. Okay? So life gives you a fucking bitch test and a flinch test, okay? Now, Jack Harlow's a white guy. I don't know if you know that. So the fact that he's even in this situation is insane, okay? Because... You got to be so not corny to even be here in this scenario now, dude. And I'm not saying the rap game isn't corny or whatever, because it is in in ways. But this is just amazing to me. They're saying something to each other. And she's kind of, she's a little bit receptive. She takes his hand. She engages with him. But there's kind of a, there's like a a guarded way to her. And she's kind of like, she's testing him. 
And then at one point she says, she's holding his hand and she goes, why are you shaking, dude? First of all, like, that's it. That's it for most dudes. That's so it for most dudes. Uh, uh, most dudes are melting right there. Most white guys, get the fuck out of here, dude. Get the fuck out of there, dude. Can you imagine if Sweetie, if Bill Gates came, which he would never even come up to her, say he came up to her, took her hand, and she was like, why are you shaking, Bill Gates? He'd have fucking vaccinated her, dude. He'd have fucking, he'd have fucking, that's his love language, his vaccines. Him and Melinda, even though he's giving TED Talks that there's too many people, he's really into vaccines for some reasons. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk about that. Doesn't matter. We're, we're talking about corniness. This is the chance. Here, let's take it again. Nobody's shaking. Nobody's shaking. Oh, my God, dude. And she's laughing. She went, she, she, dude, she says, why are you shaking? He grabs his, her hand. He already had her hand. She says, why are you shaking? She's like, leaned away. Why are you shaking? He puts his other hand over. He holds it still. Takes a moment of silence between him, a really hot girl, and the fucking camera lady. And then he goes, nobody's shaking. That's not corniness. That's some hero shit. Not Tom Cruise beating up 50 people. Not Liam Neeson saying that the guy can screw it in the fastest and that's who can screw it in the fastest and the black guy giving him approval for it. Not any of the stupid shit. It's Jack motherfucking Harlow, bro. Nobody's shaking, bro. Can you imagine that? Everything good about the universe is looking right at you on TV. Why are you shaking? He doesn't fucking budge, dude. Jack Harlow at some point underwent an internal journey and, and came at peace with himself. And that's how why he was able to do that. It's called self-confidence. Alright? There's a dry, arid region of non-being. That's Fanon, I think, who says that. Franz Fanon. You gotta travel through that to go through the individuation process, okay? And most people don't take that journey. They just go off on all these paths of distractions and fucking lies. Okay? Jack Harlow seems like he took the journey. And that's why he's standing here. We'll take it one more time. Take it one more time. This is just so profound. This should have been on the news. This should have been on Fox News, CNN. There's hope for white people. White guys. Quick. It's not over. I'm Buzz. Hey. Hey, what's up? Hi, sweetie. Hi. Jack. I know. Good to see He said, I don't want to interrupt. I just want to say hi. And he, she's like, oh, you caught me off guard. She Now on her face, it's like she might be a little annoyed that she's off guard. You don't like getting caught off guard? And he said, you don't like getting caught off guard? And she's kind of, she's sizing him up, dude. Mathematical eyes coming off Sweetie right now. This is so fucking cool. Shaking. Am I? Yeah. She said, why are you shaking? He goes, am I? That's so intimidating. Even, even this, even Jack Harlow is probably like, oh shit. Just for a split second in his head. Then what does he do? <laughs> oh, Nobody's shaking. Nobody's shaking. Uh, nobody's shaking, dude. You know? That's what it's about. Got The corniness has got to go. Okay? That shit's got to be over. And it's not about status. It's not about your looks. It's not about whatever... Without any of the bullshit. It's not about anything out there. It's about within you. He walked away right after that. He said that and walked away. Nobody's shaking and he walked away, dude. Respect. He conducted himself with respect. That's what you got to do. You can't be in denial. You can't be trying to validate yourself through other people or status or material shit. Or you just got to be securing yourself, okay? We're in the quickening, right? Late-stage capitalism, mutually assured destruction, nuclear armament, looming World War III, the advent of postmodernism, the fucking death of God that Nietzsche talked about and our failure to replace those values and rediscover our relationship to the transcendent, materialism, the mechanistic view of the human being, the view of the human being as an animal, usury, feudalism, all these things, it's all coming to a head. And it's all happening faster. Like how technology develops, the more technology you develop, the rate of development increases exponentially. We're in the fucking quickening. Okay, AI, that's going to be here soon, dude. It's all happening. And it's crazy. But 
Look at this. You can't see, but I'm holding my hand out right now. Nobody's shaking. 